so let's get into it a little bit. Let's let's sure. tell tell people who you are, Dr. Brett McCabe, licensed clinical psychologist with your PhD from uh, LSU. Yep. Back in our home turf, you were on the baseball team at LSU. Two national championship teams. Two. Mm-hmm. And three college World Series teams, right? Yep. Yeah, it was a pretty good time. I mean, it was. Yeah, I mean, I look back at at that and I think, God, I can't believe it, how long ago it was. But really, even more than that, how phenomenal of a time it was. I mean, that's the crazy thing about going through that time is it happened so fast. When I was going through it, it was like, oh, come on, this is going to end. You know, it's if I could just get through the pain of not having to go to practice and all that other stuff, and then all of a sudden it was like it's gone, and now it's been twenty five freaking years. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Time, time flies, man. Um, you know, being on the, uh, on the LSU baseball team and uh, knowing that you were, you were a psychology student, Mm -hmm. what was the dream when you were in college was, was, the dream wasn't to be a psychologist. I can tell you that much. (laughs) I mean, not even close. Um, you know, the dream for me was, you know, I wanted to play, I wanted to play a lot and I wanted to figure out how to play. I was going to go, I was a business major. I was going to go to law school. I wanted to, yeah, I didn't know what I wanted. I mean, honestly, I had no clue what I wanted to do. I was more one of those people that was just taking classes and moving through the process. It wasn't until my fourth year, I was a five-year player. So it wasn't until my fourth year that I got in a situation where I was like, you know, I am really needing to figure this out. And once I figured figured it out, and I, I know that sounds like such a crazy thing to say, but I had to face my my own demons, you could say. I had to face my own struggles. I had to face the crap that I was dealing with, which really for me was, and and Jay, I mean this in in all the right sincerity in the world was, I did everything right. If you told me to work hard, I worked hard. If you told me to show up early, I showed up early. If you showed me to stay late, if you told me to stay late, I stayed late, but I still didn't succeed. And I find that a lot of people fall into that path of like, you know, I'm doing everything right. I'm, I'm doing what people are telling me to do and I still suck. Right. And that's how I felt. I felt like I still sucked. And that was so frustrating to me because as a player, the the challenge that I had was I needed to find a different angle. And what the angle was, was really tapping into the facets of my mindset and the belief that I had in myself to overcome and to keep pushing regardless of what was happening. I had to almost get angry. I almost had to get so focused, like driven to the point of, I had to almost hate you as an opponent. And once I understood the psychology side of things, and once I started developing that, that's when I switched my major. I didn't switch my major to psychology until I was a senior in college. Um, and uh-huh. so I was a non-traditional psych student. I hated psych. I, I didn't like um, the only class I ever took in psych as an undergrad. I hated. I didn't, not until I changed my major and realized, okay, maybe I'm mature enough to understand this stuff that I really got into it. Um, and then I fell in love with it. And, and then I was like, look, I want to be better. I want to, I want to get better. I want to be a better student. I want to be a better steward of the game. I want to understand what I'm doing. Um, and, and once I did that, I was, I was actually pretty successful. Um, and then psychology came easy, but shoot, going through undergrad, I know I wanted to have a great time. I wanted to have a party. I wanted to, I wanted to celebrate. I wanted to compete and, and I really didn't want to work that hard. So when you came out of college, you went straight into the corporate world. Well, when I finished playing ball, I had a semester. So what happened was I, I remember when I changed my major to psychology, I had no idea what it involved. We had a friend of ours, of our family, who was a psychologist and, and she had gone to LSU and she had said, listen, this is what she, you know, it's a great degree. It's what you need to do. It opens up the doors in a lot of areas of life. And I was like, okay, 
I went and met with my academic counselor in baseball. We had, you know, you have somebody who watches, make sure you're doing all the right things. And I sat down with Mary and Mary said, Brett, listen, do you realize how hard it is to get into grad school? I was like, no, I mean, you just go and apply and you get in, right? She's like, no, she said, most of the time the academic centers don't want you to go where you went to undergrad. They, they feel like it's kind of a poisoning of the water. And I said, well, I'm a late bloomer and my wife's going to be starting nursing school. We're from Baton Rouge. We don't have any really interested moving. And she said, well, you got a really long shot ahead. And, and even worse, your GPA is like a two eight. And she said, you got to understand the, the department of psychology, the clinical program gets about 350 applications that make it through the cut. And then they pick about 10. So, you, and they're selecting people from all over the country. So you got to really be in a position of, of an advantage. Well, that fired me up for school. So I raised my GPA in the last two years to a 3.3, which was about the best I could do unless I just took a bunch of classes. Um, and and then I, I worked on the GRE, which is the graduate admissions exam. And then what I did is I got some experience working with some professors after I was done playing because um, I had a semester left. I had a, I had a semester of school left um, before I graduated after I was done playing. and and I spent my time getting to know professors and I made a connection with a professor who was a huge baseball fan, but he was really, he was doing some research in sleep medicine, which not a lot of people come in for that. And I was, I thought it was interesting. So I entered under, I was fortunate enough to enter under him and earned his trust. And then while I was in grad school, I moved to a different professor, but um, you know, it was really, I was fortunate enough when I finished my internship. So psychologists do four or five years on the ground then you do a one-year internship, which is a 12-month, like a medical residency. Um, mm-hmm. When I finished that, I went into the corporate setting. So that was in 2002, 2003 timeframe. I moved into corporate, and I stayed in the corporate setting until 2010, um, working for pharmaceutical research, doing development, education, strategy, development, and all the, and all the like. So what was the turning point from moving, transitioning from the corporate world into your own practice? You know, it, there was a couple things that happened. When I was in the pharmaceutical world, I I was not happy. I mean, I, I was happy for the first four or five years. And then I, in, in, in the job that I had was incredible. The boss that I had was just phenomenal, okay? The problem is when you're in the pharmaceutical industry, you're only as good as the product you work on. And every product has a life cycle. And it's not like working in the electronics industry or whatever where they just come out with a new model, that new model takes eight to 10 years to come out with, you know, and there's a lot of research and there's a lot of need. And, and you're also dealing with, with generic competition. It was just a really tough environment. And so I kind of saw the handwriting on the wall and, and, and I was fortunate enough having been a business major before I was a psychology major, um, um, you know, before, while I was really struggling with everything that's going on, um, I wanted to figure out a way to apply different mindsets to the way that we executed our business. And that was really unique. And my boss allowed me to do that. And we developed a program within the pharmaceutical industry and within our job that helped us in that perspective. And we rolled that out and it became a very, very successful program. So while I was working with some individual clients on the side that was completely above board and and allowed, that allowed me to take my material and start applying it in different settings, which really I think gave me the confidence to say, you know what, I can do this on my own. I think it's important that we continue to, to find our ways. I I think I was stuck in the idea of, I think it's so important when, when you're unhappy with where you want to go, we start reminiscing with this idea of 
look, I'm going to be up on that hill soon and it's going to happen. It's going to be so easy. And then the truth of the matter is it's not, you know, and I, I think it's really my lesson was I had to be patient. I had to just work my ass off. And then what happened was I started having more and more clients and I, I told my wife, I said, look, I want to leave the, the industry I'm in and I want to go out on my own. And, and her answer was like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, you make this unbelievable amount of money. I can't remember what I was making at the time, but it was really good. And she said, look, we have a daughter who's going to college in four years and we don't really have a full active um, uh, you know, college plan. And I said, well, we'll figure it out. And she said, well, you have to replace your salary 100%. And I said, yeah, I know, but what is it? And, she, and I thought it was like after taxes. Well, she actually figured it out before taxes, 401k, I, you know, pension plan, everything, all the side benefits. And she said, you got you to gotta replace that. Well, I couldn't just take my job, leave, and then go try to replace it. I had to sit back and, and take a step back and say, okay, what, what am I going to do? And I just hustled. I mean, I did as much work as I could and I, and I made as many contacts. And in one month in February, in a, a month of February, I actually exceeded my salary. And I thought that was it. I was like, there it is. Boom, I got it. And then she says, we well, got to do it again because some of that's not repeatable. So I finally, after I demonstrated to her that I could do it and I could get a plan in place, I started working hard on developing that. And, and I was fortunate enough to go to my own. And that pharmaceutical program I worked on was able to be picked up by a couple companies. And that allowed me to make the transition, which I don't even do that anymore. Um, I only work with athletes now. But um, I, think, I think for a lot of people who were in the position I was in, what allowed that to happen was sitting back, sitting down, just trying to figure out what it was that I wanted and then being patient to realize that you can do more than what the hours are in the week. You, you, you have to do the, the unpopular. Be sure to check out Brett at themindside.com. Yep. You can also find uh, his podcast, The Secrets to Winning podcast. And uh, obviously, if you're ever in the need of uh, any sort of uh, coaching services, give uh, Dr. Brett a call. Please do. Also, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Be sure to email me feedback or suggestions to Pelham Place Show at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening and be safe.